Welcome to Buffy the Vampire Australia, where three Australians talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode by episode. I'm Chris. I'm Mabel. And I'm Megan. And today we are discussing episode 14 yep. of season three. <laughs> You've lost count, man. Those last few episodes, you've just been like, episode. Literally, the only reason I remember it was episode 14 was because I remember you saying last week, Chris, no, this is 13. And I was like yeah i remember that so it must be 14 episode 14 bad girls bad girls <laughs> yeah just lost the plot i've lost it guys i have to go back to work in a month my brain is not ready not gonna happen not gonna happen <laughs> uh classic episode so bad girls classic right yeah. i was thinking you know yeah oh. yeah this is buffy's I being buffy heaps. I, it was a funny episode i thought yeah. it was quite funny i laughed a lot there, there's just like a couple of things and like <laughs> there's just so many things in the episode that just make me feel uncomfortable throughout sure not not in a way that makes the episode bad but just the whole time I'm just like oh yeah interesting yep I'm very interested to hear your thoughts on this to get in it yeah yep. all right well let's do it let's get into it So, Bad Girls was written by Douglas Petrie, who we have definitely heard from before, and directed okay. by Michael Lang. Douglas cool. Petrie, is he? No, someone else, never mind. <laughs> so, one of the producers of Buffy um, followed us on Twitter, if you recall, many, many years ago. Oh. Yeah, I do. You were very yes, excited. I don't think it was Douglas Petrie. Douglas Petrie. I think no. It was Greenwald? Was it David Greenwald? Oh, maybe. Or Fury. No, it was David Fury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was. It was David Fury. Yeah. That was super yeah. cool. Yeah. He sounds lovely. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, synopsis. <laughs> Other people will think that's cool, Chris. You don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> Take a walk on the wild side. A taste of the wildlife leaves Buffy wanting more. And while Sunnydale is being inhabited by a long-dead demon and his vampire minions, Buffy follows Faith into her irresponsible world of reckless slaying abandon. Meanwhile, Giles fights to maintain his sanity in the face of the pompous and stuffy new watcher while Willow, Xander and Oz ponder their options for life after high school. I guess they do do that for a scene or two. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just a one scene. I mentioned like a plot point, but uh, yeah. <laughs> apparently, yeah. apparently it's important. So I enjoyed this opening scene to start with. I thought there was this nice little Buffy and Faith, you know, back and forth, but then it got a little bit, you know, judgy or something. Like Buffy got I, a bit, yeah. I thought it was very funny that like literally the first scene after the last episode, we like, are faced with the fact that Faith slept with Xander. Yeah, yeah, remember that. <laughs> like that's the yes. first. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna address that second one. We're we going there. Okay. Um, Good. Excellent. So we're not we're not allowed to forget that yet. I find it so funny that Faith is surprised that Buffy hadn't hooked up with Xander. Has she met Xander? <laughs> Has she ever met Xander? Why is that surprising? 
I feel like maybe she was trying to like rationalize her own actions. Like yeah. surely she can't be like the that. only one. You know? Yes, I totally She's trying to make herself feel more sane. Yeah, that would make mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so, I think this was my favorite Buffy Faith scene. Well, not favorite, but like the one that made me least uncomfortable. Because as I've meant, like I think Faith and the whole Faith leading Buffy down the bad girl path for the whole episode just like I hated watching it. Like I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. it was too much. And I think this reminded me of like because the whole time we've 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 been on a bit of like a like we love faith again now right like for the the past yes. the episodes mm. and we've, we've come to understand faith a lot more and mm. and I was talking about how like oh but I always remember that I didn't like faith when I first watched it mm. and I think this is kind of why I watched didn't this. like her yeah. like th- this is her the way she behaves yeah. in this episode was probably what made me not like her <laughs> Yeah, remembering what you guys used to say in the past about Faith, it feels like it was spawned out of this episode. It was yeah. still like yeah. how I was feeling at the end of this episode for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's so interesting that you guys are saying that because having had my Faith Awakening, mm. I didn't have those negative feelings towards Faith in this episode at all. For me, <laughs> this episode was Faith dealing with something really huge at the end of the episode, as we know, and having zero emotional capacity and zero emotional support, really. Um, You know, like Buffy comes in at the end and is like, oh, let's do this together. But where the fuck has Buffy been for the last year, frankly, or six months? You know, like she can't now decide to be Faith's emotional support without having built that relationship and built that friendship up till now, frankly. True. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think I was watching this from, but we're like, I definitely understand Faith a lot more now, so I'm less critical of her behaviour in this, but I can see why I didn't like her so much. Like, she's very unlikable in this episode, but I much more understand her motivations as for why. She's that girl... Oh my god! I don't know. I don't know if either of you ever experienced this in high school. <laughs> oh. That, that person not. in high school that's cool, right? And they they gift you, bringing you into their circle. Like, you know, they're like, I'm cool. And you know what? I'm going to let you be cool by association by joining me in my coolness. You know, like I remember that girl, that bad girl in high school who like, <clears throat> who would like let me go for on a walk with her while she smoked a cigarette, you know, like and made it out like uh, she was doing me a favour because I wasn't cool, you know, and it's just that's what this vibe had for me. Yeah, I think definitely <laughs> like the kind of people in high school that maybe like would have naturally been more of an outcast in school but they took it upon themselves Mm -hmm. to like take control over the situation and just create this kind of like fake power dynamic where they decided they were cool and other people had to fight for their approval you know whereas Mm -hmm. otherwise they probably would have been deemed a loser or something by other people yeah I don't know I went to an all-boys school it was just talking about sort of politics it's just whoever makes the best dick joke (laughs) Is that not really? popular, you know? Yeah, that not really. That is interesting because, uh, you know, I went to an, a co-ed school, but I, I feel like an all-girls school would probably have these dynamics. Um, and interesting that you said that the boys' school didn't. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Mm, very really the brain space for it, really. But having said all that, like that's, I remember feeling that way when I was watching it back in the day, but now watching it, all I had was sympathy for Faith, frankly, this whole episode. Yeah. It was really an interesting experience for me. From I was reflecting, yeah. yeah, I was reflecting on how young I was when I started watching Buffy, you know, I was like eight or nine years old. So like all the parts where Faith is like super like horny and grunty, as as Buffy says, I think it's just like the prudish eight-year-old, I suppose, as I was. I just hated yeah. it. I was like, no, too it much. It was super gross. Yeah, that <laughs> behaviour was disgusting. Yeah, like that. 
no, no, not for it at all. Anyway. So we leave Buffy and Faith. Let's leave them and let's head over to a fabulous scene with Richard Wilkins III, our lovely mayor. Impressive use use of the comics conversation, you know, whose favourite comic, you know, oh, mine's mine's Marmaduke, mine's Family Circus, to then pivot, right? They're all just like, ha, 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 comics, blah, blah, blah. And then the mayor just like, boom, switches mode, straight into scary fucking mayor mode, right, from lighthearted fun mayor mode. It was beautifully done and it so perfectly captures this character, how he can just switch on a dime, you know, from, from oh, aren't Boy Scouts fun to I'm going to fucking eat everybody and kill them, you know, like mm. it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Even like yeah. him going to his like creepy cupboard full of horrors and there being just like baby wipes. I loved it. Yeah. It was so yeah. good. He really is like the perfect villain choice. He's kind of the anti-Buffy in many, many ways. Yes. Like sort of the Joker to her Batman in many, many ways. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, really quite interesting. He's a great villain. Also. Love it. Favourite comic? What's your guys' favourite comic? Oh. Marmaduke sucks suck shit, by the way. I don't even, I haven't even heard of the other two that they were talking about. Yeah, a lot of this conversation in the episode went over I remember knowing Kathy and I remember knowing Family Circus. Like, I remember them being in the paper. I'm pretty sure Calvin and Hobbes was one of my favourites. The tiger, right? That was the tiger. I I used to hate it as a kid. I was like, this isn't funny. Like, But I think as an adult, I sort of appreciated it a bit more. Yeah, I'm going to say Calvin and Hobbes, yeah. Um, remember reading comics in the paper though? Also, yeah, man. it's just like such yeah. a joy that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, it's not yeah. Garfield. Now. Garfield's the goat. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get the Garfield show back. Yeah. Love Garfield. Man. Yeah. Although if you're looking for some oh, online boy. comics these days, I can't go past the Awkward Yeti um, and Cyanide and Happiness, which yeah. is like one of Cyanide the earliest. It's so a classic, yeah. classic online comic. Yeah. Um. So is this the first time that we realise that the deputy mayor is fully aware of what's going on in the mayor's office? Oh, no, I think I think he was pretty aware before. Like, he'd have to be pretty willfully. We knew ignorant. that he was aware. Yeah I, th- I, yeah, I always assumed he was, he had to be at least somewhat aware. Well, Chris, did you have it, like, were you just along mm. for the ride still? Did you have any, like, expectations once you saw the mayor in this episode? You thought he'd still just be peripheral? Did you think we'd get any new info? I I, th- I didn't think we'd get any new info this episode because it's been leaking mm. out so slowly yeah. and drips and drops. Mm. Uh, I, I thought it'd be summoning some, some sort of demon or something or it'd be mm. some sort mm. of summoning. It wouldn't be like him getting any magical powers, which he does. Yeah. Uh, yes, he does. Oh, my God. He turns into the bloody T-1000. Did not see that coming. <laughs> yes, he does. He does. <laughs> So um, anyway, let's leave him there for the moment and we'll head back to school. So they're talking about colleges. Question for our American listeners. Do colleges actually woo people? Perhaps you guys know. Do colleges actually woo people? Is this a thing? Do they engage in woo? I mean, for scholarships and stuff, they do. Sure. So for um, a Willow if, type person, they would 100% be wooing her. I right? think I think it's more for sporting people, but I'm sure for academics That's what I was well. thinking. Like, I, I've, I've heard of it for, like, you know, sports people. Like, the blind side made me aware of that. Yeah. But, like, for academics, do they woo? Does Australia not yeah. woo to an extent? I not think Australia really. woos a little. Do they? Do they? God, I did. Well, well, I think part. Were you wooed? Yeah, no one wooed me. I'm not. I am. No one wooed me. (laughs) Maybe we were the wrong audience. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. I don't know that Australian universities like are, you know, trolling through high schools and going, hey, we want that person, let's offer them something. Yeah, but I think like the elite of the elite, like if you're getting 99.95 on your ATAR, I think calls might be made and offers might be made. Yeah, maybe just lots of dipshits like us. I don't know. I went to school with a lot of the 99.9.5 people. I don't remember any of them getting wooed. Yeah, in what way is a scholarship not a work? But you have to apply for scholarships. It's competitive. Like they'll just get whoever. Like they had, they have their pick out of people who apply for scholarships. Lots of people apply for scholarships. Yeah, like the way Willow's pitching it, it's like they are literally wooing her. They're like going, hey, come to our college because of this and hey, come to our college because of that. Mm. Not like apply for this scholarship if you want us to consider you as an opportunity. Yeah, I was kind like, of more surprised because I thought it was hard. Like here in Australia, we've we've got, you know, it's, it's pretty easy for anyone who wants to to go to university, but I always thought in the States because yeah. of the fees mm. that, mm. oh, <clears throat> I don't mm. know. It's a lot harder to just go. <laughs> I mean, anyway. but I think at the same time, anyone can go as much in the US. Well, anyone can go, but most people can't afford it yeah. because it's far more expensive. Like yeah. in Australia, literally anyone can go because you can apply for HEX. Yeah. Help as it's called now. I just showed my age. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is a really... Random yeah. conversation. Anyway, Sorry. anyone let's who's listening, on. let us know if you've been wooed by by a university or college. Yeah. <laughs> Either in Australia or America. Yeah. Tell us. Anyway. Tell us your, your experience. Is, is this just going on? Well, that is going along with the idea that Willow is some um, exceptionally smart, the smartest person yes. alive, and everyone knows that sort of situation. Basically. You know, some yeah. sort of problem, yeah. problem. I mean, let's recall she was she was placed in a room with a curtain for some fancy tech company to woo her. So why wouldn't colleges be wooing her, frankly? Seriously. She is that smart. Yeah. yeah. Um, was anyone <clears> else kind of sad getting... at, like, how much they just ignored Xander in this whole situation? Like, clearly he is struggling with his options after high school and they're just, like, like they literally don't respond to anything he says about how he has <laughs> shit options. He, he had time to talk last week. <laughs> Yeah, it is time. <laughs> it was his time last week. I'm okay with it. I didn't yeah. need him to have any airtime. <laughs> it seemed really cool. Like picturing um, that anyway. in a group of friends. Like I can't imagine being that person and having my friends completely ignore me. <laughs> like maybe it sounds like he's crying it. for help. Yeah, maybe they like, They might equipped. have just felt awkward about it because they're well, not equipped to yeah. help him really. Yeah. yeah, probably. And I mean, you know, some of that is self-inflicted. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he made some choices to just kind of like skive off a fair bit and not really do the hard work. Yeah, yeah. Also, Oz has black hair. He's. Hey, what's up? Oz has black hair. Oh yeah, I know. I like it. Do you know why Oz has black hair? Kind of feel betrayed. I'm not gonna lie. Do you know why Oz has black hair? No, why? I'm pretty sure I haven't double fact checked this, but I'm pretty sure it's because he was filming. Um, Austin, Austin Powers. Austin Powers. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's massive. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Cool. Yeah. Of course, this would be around the same time, wouldn't it? Yes. Yes. Oh. I'm fairly certain I remember reading that at some point. Yeah. Such opposite yeah. characters, too. Yes. That's like Seth Green. I've got a whole bag of shh in it. <laughs> Good on Seth Green. Oh, Forget about him. Um, anyway, all of this conversation is completely unimportant because, guys, 
There's a new watcher. There's a new watcher. Wesley Wyndham Price. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Um, I recognized him straight away. Oh. We're talking. Uh, I mean, oh, am I gonna am I gonna interrupt something here? Or no, no, no. no. Okay. No, oh, no, right. no, there's nothing wondering. to interrupt here. I was wondering. No, um, well, firstly, from How I Met Your Mother. I'm a big How I Met Your Mother fan. <gasps> yes, and he is in How I Met Your Mother. He's, he's Sandy in How I Met Your Mother, the wanky oh, douchey yeah, yeah. anchor. The wanky yes. anchor. You know why he's in How I Met Your Mother? Because he is married to Alison Hannigan. Alison Hannigan. Oh, my God, I love them. And I really go out of my way not to Google Buffy stuff, but I have to figure out if this is where they met. It is. it is where they met. Yeah. It is where they met. Amazing. But they didn't date. They didn't date while he was on Buffy because no. they both had a policy of not dating people they work with. Fair enough. But also, I think one or the other of them was dating someone else when they first, you know, yeah. yes. met. Yes. I, I try not yeah. to read too much, but yeah. But there were oh. definitely sparks even, even now, apparently. Yeah. Okay. I know. Isn't it cool? That was my first thought too. I'm so glad you knew that, Chris. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it was a <laughs> real, no. was like, yeah, it was a, just a like a, a brick to the head. I was like, oh, this is, of course, it is, this is how they met and this is how everything. It's, yeah, it was lovely. Yeah. Very, very cool. Very Here's cool. a different middle-class white guy for this week. I don't mind a character. Just so okay, cool. I, up later. Cool. If, if it's the person I think it is, I'm very excited. He's hoping. Oh. No, he's got Oh, gosh. It's always so much pressure when you want someone to be the main that line character. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later. It's so we'll many middle class white guys to choose from this episode. Oh, I mean, there was one, though. <laughs> um, but so Wesley. So Wesley. The new watcher. Wesley, the new watcher, and just love this scene, this whole scene where Buffy's all like, is he evil? Talks around him. Buffy and, and Giles' in, dynamic. Just, like, Dude, like so Buffy good. and Giles, like, because Giles is already sitting on the table and then yep. Buffy just perches onto the table next to him next and they're just him. sitting. They look so cute. They look so cute. so cute. I love it. Hands down, though, one of the best moments in this scene, though, is when Faith and Buffy leave and Giles starts cleaning his glasses. Oh my god. And then yeah. he looks over and he realizes that Wesley's cleaning his glasses. So he stops cleaning yeah. his glasses. Yeah. So different, yet somehow also similar. Mm. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, this is good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. What did you think generally? Like without other than you know, knowing that you recognized him, Chris, what did you think of the new watcher? Um, I kind of struggled to look past it, really. He kind of seems non-consequential. And I think, yeah, I kind of would have assumed when I first saw him, I thought it'd be like a one episode thing. And of course I Googled and I shouldn't Google. I promise not to Google. I'm sorry for Googling. Oh my I, gosh. A, buddy, a Buffy video came up on my recommended YouTube today and I was very scared. And I, like, I had to click not interested, please. <laughs> not interested. Thank you. Yes, good. Not interested. Um, but So I, what I sort of, do you know? How much do you know? Yeah. That, how much- that he is a recurring character. Because I would have assumed he would be like okay. one episode. Um, okay. I, I, thought, I thought this would have been sure. you know, started okay. and done in one go. But uh, it looks like he's sticking around for a bit. Uh, which is, I don't know. I think, think of him as like the Snyder. Think of him as yeah. like the Snyder of Watchers, right? You know, like oh. after Flutie, you assumed that, that Snyder would be a, a revolving door principal. Mm. But, you know, after True. Gwendolyn Post, we now have a, a longer lasting watcher. That's Flutie. All. God. 
Yeah, it's like he walked me along with Flutie. I was just like, this guy seems great. And you're like, yeah, Flutie, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think Flutie did so a great job of being so memorable after appearing for such a short amount of time. I've already forgotten him, he man. Did. I mean, snaps to Flutie, frankly. Great guy, great yeah. guy. Uh, but my thoughts, I think it's it's really interesting how they're really trying to, He's not. he's not a villain. Like Snyder's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. We hate Snyder. He, he th- yeah. this dude has like good intentions. He's really trying. He's trying to be polite. He's not particularly rude. It's just I, no. yeah, good in there. I mean, he's a bumbling fool, and yeah. he plays that character so well, as we've seen in How I Met the How I Met Your Mother. Like mm-hmm. frankly, Ale- Alexis Denisov nailing that role. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, hilarious. I I'm going to say right now, when this scene happened, I decided that he was going to win the episode for me. I ended up not choosing that, but at this moment I was like thinking wow. ahead for the rest of the episode, thinking this guy's going to win the episode for me, and then he didn't. But it just, he just, I, I loved the lightheartedness of his character. I loved yeah. everything about him in this episode. It's not a particularly it showy part. No. It's not, but it's yeah. just such a, uh, yeah, I'll talk about it's it later because yeah. it, it will be relevant later. Oh, yeah. He just yeah. irritated me. Fair but enough. I think I was he watching it like I, me too. I think I'm still watching like I, I just picture myself being Buffy and like being in the Buffy world and him really yep. being there and it would just yep. fucking drive me insane and that's how I experience it still like I'm there. You know it's so interesting Mabel that you say that because I feel like when we first started this podcast I was still very much there and <laughs> everything that I was experiencing and feeling, I was definitely feeling as if I was in the world. And I don't know, I don't know whether it's because my life has changed so much in the past few years, but I'm in such a different place when I watch Buffy now that I see it really differently. And I like just have these joy moments in a way that I didn't have before and these frustration moments in a way that I didn't have before. But it's Mm. been really fascinating for me just this. And again, it's one of the things I love about Buffy. You just kind of transition through different things as you're going through different things in your life and you experience the whole world differently in that time. It's amazing. Yeah. Whereas I'm still identifying as a teenager in high school. (laughs) (laughs) As did I until like literally last year and I'm 38 in a month. So let's not worry about that. (sighs) Anyway, we've gosh, we are so off track this episode already. Very, very we've literally like two scenes in. So Buffy goes after big things. Yeah. Buffy goes after Faith, right? And then Faith starts being extra influential. Mm. Yeah, so we get we start to get the real like faith leading Buffy down the garden path stuff in this episode. In yeah, this, in this next scene where she's all like, you know, um, and so Buffy decides that she's going to follow the rules and go to this crypt to see what these demons, these vampires that they were fighting in the first uh, scene, I believe they're about. Uh, the, the Illuminati. Oh, yeah. Illuminati. <laughs> Illuminati. That's correct. The Illuminati. Illuminati. Oh, my God. Not the Illuminati. Not the, no, 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 sir. No, on, that's not what they said. No, no, no. <laughs> Who said that? No it one. Is in, it is indeed the Illuminati. Fucking <laughs> Who well are done. A, a mostly dead vampire cult, according to Wesley. So she decides to head off to the crypt to find this amulet that they are supposedly going to be seeking. Also, just quickly, uh, is there only one type of vampire with swords that Wesley would immediately think of these guys when Buffy mentions that they had swords? Seriously? Like that was such a, that was such a Verhelmouth moment. 
Yeah, <laughs> the Hellmouth. You know what? And these guys look great in Vamp Face. I don't know what it is. They picked the right group of guys. They all look really good in Vamp Face. They're pulling it off. Yes, they yeah. really did. They really, really did. Um, so Buffy's in the crypt and she goes and hides in one of the tombs when she hears the guys coming. Mm-hmm. Okay, a couple of things here. Why didn't Buffy just grab the amulet and then hide? Although I suppose she then wanted to make sure that the other one was open and they would just grab the amulet and go, maybe. Mm. But also, where did Faith come from here? Great question. She literally grabs Buffy from behind, like she was in the crypt, right? So she was also hiding in the crypt if she came from that side. And she's all like, what are you, hiding to Buffy? I'm just saying. Yeah, cannot explain that Great point. Yeah, yeah. I'm turning on Megan, faith, guys. I don't know. Megan calling it out. What's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out? Um, so they're all like going to follow the dudes, and then we cut back to, to Wesley and Giles for a bit. And again, this scene so good. I'm loving the early Giles commentary on Buffy. This is so good. This is such an insight into how far their relationship has it's come. It's pretty cute to be able to hear Giles' yeah. diary entry about Buffy yes. on day one. Like it's really cute. Dear yes. diary, I met my Slayer today. <laughs> <laughs> um, willful and insolent. <laughs> yeah. Faith continued. She was super obnoxious, convincing Buffy to follow them down the hole. Like it was—it's yeah. so frustrating. If you don't follow me, I might die. It was just yeah. a super stubborn, selfish, headstrong, like no regard for any consequences or anyone else. Like, well, I'm gonna die if you don't save me, so I'm just gonna go. And it's like it—it it worked out, but it, it could have been a really bad idea. Yeah. It was very frustrating. And I mean, it only just worked out. There were a couple of dicey moments there as they were fighting those guys. Yeah, Buffy hates it when they drown her. You know. <laughs> oh my god, so funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they managed to recapture the amulet. That scene was a bit like you know. I mean, the vampires just running off. Like it's yeah. so rare for the vampires to do that. Like Even the, the vampire to choose to like when he had her, and then he chooses to start drowning her. So instead of like. He has a sword yeah. in his hand, like, and then as soon as she's up, yeah. and the drowning like was a bit clunky too. Like he was moving his hand, like there was a struggle, but she wasn't moving her head. Oh that, yeah, it was a bit yeah. clunky this scene. Yeah. It was very, clunky. it was a bit clunky. Yeah, I, I feel like their um their um stunt coordinator was off for the day. Yeah. <laughs> also, this is the same vampire because we're talking about him running away. This is the guy that like charges the mayor when he knows there must be something up going on. Like, mm. is he dumb or not? Yeah. 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 Um, is this the guy? Is this the guy that you were hoping I would do? No. <laughs> All right, good. Just checking. Just checking. I told no. you there was a couple of middle-class white guys for me to choose from. I mean, this, like, there's one, like, heralded character actor that's, uh, we're sure right. we're talking about. Maybe me and okay. accidentally the got things, him. We'll see. <laughs> like... you know, no, no. But honestly, Chris, the things that you know people from that I don't know people from, and I did nearly choose a different character, so I'm just going to get his details up right now so that I can get to him later. Anyway. Um, <laughs> has to, we have to be talking about the same person. We have to be. <laughs> let's just, let's about. see what happens, so surprised Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. So Buffy returns to uh, Giles and Wesley. And can I just say, Sarah Michelle Gellar in this scene where she's like, you know, being a bit of a dick, very Karen from Cruel Intentions in this episode. Ooh. Have you guys both seen Cruel Intentions? I love Cruel no. Intentions. 
Oh, my God. oh, thank you. Yes. Her acting in this is very similar to her acting as Catherine in Cruel Intentions, I think. Yeah. Like when she's playing bad girl Buffy, it's very, very yeah. close to. Well, Catherine, Catherine is basically she... bad girl Buffy. Like that's, I think Catherine basically. is bad girl yeah. Buffy. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Chris doesn't know what we're talking about. But no, yes. well, I, I will say, I think Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, sort of above everyone else, like there are glimpses of other performances. Like every now and then I see Daphne, I see her from her fucking Instagram videos. Sure. Like, there's, there's like little yeah. bits that flash out from her performance. It's interesting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, once again, this Giles Wesley thing where Giles is just like completely not being assisted. I really enjoy, Wesley. yeah, I enjoy all of that. All of the, the, like, I think Giles just continues to be so good. I basically have so many quotes. I've not been reading them out, but basically I have a thousand quotes just, just of Giles this episode. I thought it's this so was good. A, 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 a quote lacking episode. I've so struggled for quotes. Yeah. Oh my God. I've got like five. Do you guys want some of mine? <laughs> I did. Well, near the end of this episode, I'm like, God, maybe I'll have to ask Megan to give me one. Like I do not so, have one. Honestly, I finished Wait, the episode and was like, shit, I didn't, I didn't note any quote for the whole episode. Oh my God. I've got yeah, one, two, three. I've got four that I've highlighted as my wow. I think so, there were some yeah. that kind of stood out along the way, but I, I, they weren't, they wouldn't normally be of the caliber that would win the quote Look, for me. You know, they're not the normal caliber. I definitely yeah. think they're not the normal caliber. I, I think yeah. I, 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 I highlight ones whenever they make me laugh or something or particularly yeah. stick out, and mm. I, I had four that did. So we still apparently need to be talking about the Faith Sander thing because. Um, Xander's eye is twitching every single time Buffy mentions the word faith and she mentions it a lot during the chem test the next day. Buffy's so annoying in this scene. Oh my god, she's so annoying. Like, the amount that Faith manages to kind of change Buffy's personality in this episode also just irks me. Like, yes! I, yes. I can kind of get that, you know, there was there was this part of being a slayer that Buffy hadn't really had anyone to, like, bond with and connect mm. over, but the extent to which she completely changes is ridiculous, especially mm. in this episode. It's, it's I sorry, remember in this that scene, being something in, 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 this in this scene. This, in this chemistry test I remember scene, that being, yeah. I remember that being one of the things that annoyed me the most, really, because, you know, it was just that, frankly, Buffy changed so much in this scene. The way she treats other people, the way she treats Willow mm. later on, you know, like it just, it, it just, it, it annoys me how often they use Buffy's character as a foil for things and just do, let her do things that are completely out of character. It just really yep. pisses me off. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I don't really love this episode, to be honest, all, all things considered. This, um, it's very paint by numbers. I feel like every show that is set in a school has this exact episode. Where yeah. you know there's so one like, like leads them astray and they start doing yes. that's not smoking or doing something crazy and Lizzie McGuire mm-hmm. and Freaks and Geeks and Sabrina and every cool. they all have this episode, you know. Also, and what always ends up happening in this episode is that somebody sneaks out of class, right? Where the <laughs> fuck is the teacher? She just went to the front of the class, she didn't leave the room. And well, it seems like bang, she bang did. on the window. I, I think the teacher what, did and leave just left the room. them on the honors system. Which For yeah, it makes it makes no sense that the teacher would have no left. Sense. But that but that because at least explains like that at least explains how Buffy immediately starts to just talk again really loudly yeah. throughout the class. Yeah, you're so right. like the teacher mm-hmm. must have left, but it makes no sense that the teacher would leave immediately. It just makes no. especially like the class hadn't even settled. Like she had just told Buffy off for speaking and then leaves the room as though Buffy's gonna stop. Like 
That's yeah, I know. And also, like, you can't leave people alone while they're doing a test. Seriously, they're just going to cheat off each other. Who wouldn't if there's no teacher in the room to watch? (laughs) Seriously. Well, I wouldn't, Megan. Yeah, we wouldn't either. But you know, people would. But yeah, Buffy climbs out the window um, with Faith. It's crazy. Again, yeah, this is a, this 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 clearly again highlights what we've said all before. Like we should have put Faith in school. She clearly yeah. needs something to do during the day other than like finding vamp nests. You know, like yeah, this is a great yeah. idea. Why have we not been doing this entire oh, time? Oh yeah, finding, finding vamp during, during the day. During the day, because they can only be in one spot. They run outside. They die. This is like yeah. This, the, why know. have we not been doing this? It's a very and, good idea. Uh, and Chris, I'm going to give you a spoiler here. Why don't we keep doing it? Yeah. Right? <laughs> it works so well. Just go in, open some blinds. You're good to go. Yeah. Like, you can you can restrict Slayer duties to nine to five. You know, you can really? still have your weekends. <laughs> yes. Yeah, forget patrolling in the middle of the night. Forget having to sneak out the window every night, Buffy. Just nine to five it. Get on the yeah. offensive. You know? That's all I'm saying. Right. It oh, is a man. great idea. Hell, she did three to six it, you know, after school, Frank. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> probably kill heaps more vampires while they're Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Seriously. <laughs> if you just organise your classes the right way, maybe even, maybe even a two o'clock knockoff, you know? Maybe even a two o'clock knockoff, two to six, home to dinner, birthday, oh, night wow. in with mum. <laughs> Daylight service, stay Which is seven. salt buffy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then we get this iconic Faith Buffy dance scene, which oh is definitely God. in the opening credits later on because I remember yeah. like that scene is just yeah, over is. I remember that scene over and over again yeah I think, yeah it's it's iconic and I think it again it irks me seeing Buffy there because it reminds me of her gross do you remember it was like season one her gross <laughs> Xander club dance yeah it's a, and it just takes so me back gross. there Ugh. <laughs> I find the yeah. bronze so funny I don't know why it's just I like, know, it's like so... it's a raging club when, when Buffy and Faith are in the mood. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's just like and either... otherwise it's like, yeah. This is packed yep. and empty like, at the same some, time. Like, it's just the weird They got room. some like electronic DJ this time. Yeah. And they never have before, but they happen to. Maybe like Faith brought in a friend, you know, she's just like, I don't know. That Faith like met some dude at a rave and was like, you know, dude, come and play at the bronze. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So go the motel. Um, so I'm going to read out. Sorry, you guys okay. go. Angel Chris. popping in and actually adding value. Wow, well done. <laughs> A clap for the writers. Actually adding so something. I'm going to read out the sentence that I wrote about Angel's arrival in this scene. All right. Honestly, Angel, can you stop creepy spying on Buffy? Well. You're not even together anymore. Uh, or maybe they are. <laughs> I, I know. Buffy and Angel uh, just a couple of years now, based on like the B story side scenes from Zeppo. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so I did a little, I did a little investigation, right? Because I was like, I cannot really remember what the hell has happened in season three that's meant that they're just together now because they like kiss and everything. Mm. I was reading this forum. Lots of people feel the same way, very confused. Here is a lovely thing from a fan um, okay. that says it's okay that they have a hard time following their relationship because their relationship is very complicated in season three. It's two people who know being together isn't a good idea, but don't want to let each other go. And I think the on and off uncertainty of their relationship status adds to it. It's kind of true. That's basically, you know, what we've seen so far. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's fair. I think, I think, I think they needed the episode, the last episode, the Zeppo to kind of blend it a little because they were very hard on not being together. 
And so the fact that they're kind of coupling it out, I feel like something must have happened to make them not so hardline about it. Mm. I know, but it's so weird that it just like, they've just like all of a sudden started gravitating towards each other again and she's just like all over him. I mean, he's very uncomfortable with her being all over him, but then they kind of do this kiss later where it's just like, you know. Yeah, they seem totally like a couple now. I don't even know what's going on. Which honestly, (laughs) this dynamic I'm a little more comfortable with as opposed to like, Angel always being pained to like, no, I can't be close to you. It's sure. too hard. Yeah. Like yeah. just them having a little bit of intimacy kind of gets rid of that, mm. that awful pained atmosphere. It's true. But also Angel stopped being creepy and spying on Buffy when she's like just out with her friends. Yep. I mean, he came to find her to, to tell her about Balthazar. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he sold the amulet, amulet, which sort of held out Buffy and stuff. And yeah. yeah. Again, great Wesley scene here where he's all like, I've got to go to a safe place. <laughs> and he's like, How did you know? And she's like, It pooches your jacket. <laughs> I think you find Wesley funnier than I do. <laughs> I don't think he's. Really Wesley, he was hilarious. Yeah. He's so lame. It's so great. I loved it. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> all right. So this is not my name that minor character okay. but i feel like this is who you wanted it to be i forget what the melting next scene guy. is the, ne- the next scene is melty guy balthazar. balthazar we finally get to see balthazar oh yeah you, you sure of the hut <laughs> yeah I, I, very good so, vibes all right we're gonna do a mini name that minor character because christian clemenson played balthazar and he has been in Lots of films and TV shows like right. Armageddon, The Big Lebowski, Veronica yeah. Mars. Mm-hmm. He is a well-known actor and it's not who I was going to do. Right. And I nearly did do him and I'm really sorry that I didn't. He was nope. in Apollo 13. He's like in everything. Yep. And I apologise to Chris um, for not choosing this man. He was in that O.J. Simpson re, re, uh, the, 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 the miniseries that... Uh-huh. The, the trial at him, he was one of the lawyers. Is this just you knowing this from looking at him? Like, how could you tell that from this one guy? Go over, go over Google, audience, listeners, dear listeners, go over, go over Google, you'll recognise this guy. He's he's in everything. He's but just, did you recognise him and go, oh, he's that guy from this, or did you then look him up? I, I did him look up, him up, didn't you, Chris? I, I did oh, look him you're up. You're supposed to do that. <laughs> no, because I knew I recognised him. I knew I was like, fuck, who is this guy? It was annoying me too much. I couldn't I couldn't enjoy the rest of the episode. I had to look it up. so upset you who I actually do now, but that's my mini game that Cat Money character. Just for Chris, I did that. But let me tell you what I think about every time I see this melting guy come on screen for the first time. There is a bloopers reel of season three of Buffy, right? And everybody needs to go and check this out. Chris, I'm not sure if you can just yet. Not until I don't think I've ever seen Oh my god! So right, the last scene of the bloopers reel is this guy doing his. You will have this. We will have this. Rah rah rah! And then like the little trap door on his little hot tub thing flicks open, and he goes, "And that's my feet." (laughs) And that's what? And that's my feet. His feet like stick out out from the trap door of the of the thing. Oh my god! It is fucking hilarious and i always think of it whenever this dude comes on screen now <laughs> this yeah like it's such a visual it looks so cool like this guy amazing yeah this guy's one of the other things in this episode that just makes me uncomfortable to watch yeah. i don't i don't yeah. like looking at it yeah he's like, very oh. 
Gross. Yeah. And the water being poured uh, over him. I, he also he also has like because of his like dimensions and the ratio to live, he's got those like little flailing T Rex arms happening. You know, yeah, like that's hilarious. His, I do his... love the flailing T Rex arms. Dude's like, I'm gonna have to find the video for you to watch because honestly, then when the, the the door kicks open and his little legs come out, it is fucking hilarious. Seriously. Yeah. It's I don't think cool. I've actually ever yeah. seen any Buffy bloopers. So. Oh. That's great. Oh, Mabel. Wow. We've got to change that. That's awesome. Um, yes. So anyway, yes. So uh, Buffy and Faith go and they find this Balthazar character, who is our mini name that minor character this week, and <laughs> um, decide to go and break into yet another Sunnydale store. You Honestly, said it last week. This, these stores. <laughs> they're just, I feel, who would own a business in Sunnydale? Seriously. <laughs> Is it the same store? <laughs> Did they no, just, it is a just, different store. Yeah, like a what? skiing store? It's Yeah, some kind of sports store, but that has crossbows mm. and nunchucks. Heaps of knives. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of weird. Weird store. Um, <laughs> so Buffy and Faith get arrested. Cops showed up this time. Yeah, at least the cops showed up this time. Yeah, I guess they um, did. Yeah. Um, hardly a big town, though. So I find it really hard to believe that the cops don't instantly know Buffy on site. Yeah, or that it's not more of an issue after they, like, escaped arrest yes. that they don't track down at least Buffy, who's in, like, yeah. what, the only high school in the whole town? Like, yes. how yes. how does that no, not come back together? They crashed yeah. a cop car. Agreed. It wasn't even, like, a small little... Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were seen breaking and entering, stealing a lot of deadly weapons, and then crashed a cop car and injured. Not only that, they essentially assaulted two cops, basically. Yeah. 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 Almost killed them. Maybe did. Who's to say? Yeah. Who's to say? Well, Buffy did check the next morning in the newspaper to see whether she had, in fact, killed somebody, but finds nothing. Yeah. Uh, And then, yep. There you go. No, no, I was moving on from that scene, so say something. I, I sort of put it in my notes. I feel like crashing a cop car is a pretty big escalation here. Like, that's yeah. like being naughty and like skipping school, haha. And then we're mm-hmm. crashing a cop car. Like, it is such an extreme that, like, like you said, Mabel, there's no way this isn't being brought up again. And like, yeah, like they're never getting in trouble for this. Like, it's yeah, well, it's, honestly, a, it's a this, lot. This episode just takes. And this like, episode takes everything too far, really. Yeah. And what was kind of the purpose of them adding that to the episode? Was it just to make Faith's influence more extreme? Like, was it just a build-up of what Faith was doing? I, yeah. Up until this point, we, Faith hasn't been quite this bad girl. Like, all of a sudden she's no. just like this bad girl i don't feel like she's been that up till now she's been a bit like back chatty and you know she's like wrestling alligators and whatnot but she's not like <laughs> assaulting cops yeah she no. had, she had a rational side to her passionate side as well you know she was definitely like very gung-ho but she was Ooh, i like that phrase mabel a rational side to her passion Inside. I like and that. I, I feel like the same thing would have been accomplished here if they just ran away from a security guard or ran, ran away from the owner and, like, you know. Yeah. yeah. You need to crash yeah. a police vehicle. It's you too know? far. So it's bad. too far. It just it takes was, the whole thing too It was far. absurd. It was, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So then we leave them and Mayor Wilkins does get attacked by one of Balthazar's vampires um, who is then... <laughs> Bopped in the face by Mr. Trick. It's a great punch, this punch. 
It sounds great. The sound of it hitting his head sounds, sounds really good. The sound is amazing. I love Mr. Trick. Um, yeah. And then I love this cut to Balthazar where he's all like, you know, Vincent was a noble vampire. He did this for me and that for me and I've got squat to show for it. <laughs> That's great stuff. <laughs> He has, oh, he has he's a very, great character. He has funny, like, petulant child vibes to his personality, which I kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. So funny. Um, so then we have this lovely little scene with Willow and Buffy where Willow gives Buffy a protection spell and she's all, like, you know, being all cute and stuff. And then Buffy just basically ditches her to go and spend time with Faith, even though Willow has been on every fucking patrol ever in all of time, yeah. all of a sudden now she can't come along? I think I, I, this one kind of made a bit of sense to me because I feel like Buffy clearly has been leaning so hard into this, like, this new Faith vibe, which just exists for this episode, apparently. Sure. But I think <laughs> she kind of maybe not only, like, she kind of wants to hide the way she's been acting now from Willow. Like, I think she's trying to keep mm. her new vibe with Faith because she's so close to Willow, I don't like, I think she's kind of putting it on a little bit with faith. Like she's just leaning mm. into it, but mm. I think she just yeah. wants to keep Willow separate from this new thing that she's kind of experimenting with. Because she knows she's being a dick with faith. Yeah. She, she doesn't she's want being Willow a dick. to see that. Yeah. Because she doesn't want Willow to call her out on it. Yeah. That, yeah. that yeah. and it's legitimately, they're being more reckless and dangerous. So I think part of it, sure. like part of it is wanting to like hide her dickish attitude from Willow, her best friend, sure. but also keep but also protect safe. her from yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So then Buffy and Willow do go do some fighting. I really love this meta call out here to the bad guys coming at them one at a time. Did you guys catch <laughs> that? So they're all like, oh man, there's so many bad guys to kill and um, we're, we're going to struggle to fight them all. And then I think Faith says, as long as they keep coming at this one at a time, like they have been. Oh, <laughs> be I fine. totally missed that. <laughs> Me too. That's actually really <laughs> funny. Really funny. Uh, and so they're killing vampires, killing vampires. Here's a vampire, here's a vampire, and then blammo! Here lieth Alan, the deputy mayor. Bring and it. now bring it up. Now it's time for a posthumous Megan loves the posthumous. I love a posthumous name that minor character. I really do. I can't believe you didn't see this coming. (laughs) So Alan Finch, Deputy Mayor of Sunnydale under the infamous Mayor Richard Wilkins, nervous individual, always being called out for his hygiene and (laughs) for just not being evil enough, I think. I'd love to know how this guy got his job as Deputy Mayor for for Wilkins like I'd love to see that backstory happen because I think it would be an interesting one (laughs) so he was portrayed by Jack Plotnick great name P-L-O-T-N-I-C-K Plotnick he has starred with a lot of Buffy alumni in uh different things but particularly Supernatural there are a lot of Buffy alumni who have been on Supernatural. Charisma Carpenter, Julie Benz, Mercedes McNabb, who played Harmony, James Masters, who played Spike, Richard Wilkins, the mayor. Um, wow. Some characters that you don't know yet, Chris. Huh. Uh, um, like a lot of different characters have gone on to be in Supernatural. Um, and so he was in, um, what was he in? He was in a few episodes. 
three or four episodes, I think. Um, but he is honestly, so he's a hardworking actor, another one, another hardworking actor. He's got 132 credits to his name. Wow. He started acting in 1994 mm-hmm. um, in a TV series called Madman of the People. He was just in one episode of that. <clears throat> but he was in Clerks, the TV movie. Um, Wait, he what? was in, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I, they TV called it a TV movie. movie. Clerks with a full stop. I don't know if it's The Clerks. Um, Oh, no, it is. It's The Clerks. I don't know why they called it a TV movie, but it's Clerks. Yes. He played a cop in that. Um, He played, um, he was on the Jenny McCarthy show for a bunch of episodes. He he seems to do a lot of arcs, you know, like he'll be in a few episodes of a a TV series. Like Ellen, he played in, he was in 12 episodes of Ellen as the character Barrett. And yeah, he was in four episodes of Buffy. Um, He was in, um, like, done a lot of bit parts in NYPD Blue, Dawson's Creek, like a lot of the, like, 90s staples. Um, he was in Joan of Arcadia, the TV series, for four episodes. Yeah, so he seemed to do a lot of short episode arcs, um, seems to be his thing. Um, most recently, he has been in, um, oh, I'm just going to scroll into the top. He's been in a few, like, movies recently, so some that haven't come out yet. There's one called Mailman that's coming out soon, where he plays Mrs. McGillicuddy slash Carl. I'm okay. curious to know more about that. Um, but he's been in, he was in a spy movie, you know, that delightful uh, children's children's movie, the, the, a spy movie, no? Anyway, spy he was kids? the CIA director in that. No, that was Spy Kids, yeah. Uh, no, a spy movie is the one with, um, yeah, what's her name? I think you're mixing, um, I think you're mixing them up, bro. <laughs> am I mixing them up? Yeah, fair I think enough. So. I'm looking at the poster me. right now. This is like some <laughs> D-rate. <laughs> yeah, I just movie. looked it up and I'm like, yep, that's not what I thought it was. Uh, <laughs> he was in Always Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, and so, yeah, look, he's been in a lot of stuff. He's kind of hardworking. Oh, he was in Grace and Frankie for seven episodes. Oh. He played the character Paul. Oh. Um, that's a show that I quite enjoy. Um, he was in Z Nation. He was in Bones. Like he's been—he's just a hardworking actor. I think I, I'm solidly happy with my choice to posthumously award name yep. that minor character yep. to Jack solid. Plotnick. I mean, he was in yeah. a spy movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Those movies like that are invented to confuse mums into thinking they're yeah. spy kids, but it's actually a spy movie, and, and it's worked. It's worked a treat. It's I can see why yeah, they do it. It has worked a treat. Yeah, yep. it's like totally the it's worked. like the fruit straps of roll ups. <laughs> uh, also, also, I have had a look, and Clerks, the TV movie, is not Clerks, the movie. It's uh, it's like a it's a pilot, oh. an unaired pilot. Uh, All that right. they're going to do about the show. oh, based off of the movie. That's right. Got you. Okay. Very there confusing. You go. Very confusing. Yeah. So yeah, name that minor character. Ooh, Alan, cool. per Alan, you, Alan we knew you well. That's yeah. a, that's a hall of fame like there. Yeah. I definitely think so. Yeah. 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 So Faith, uh, Alan is dead, and Faith and Buffy run off. Buffy encounters Angel. Is dressed particularly fancy in this? episode like he's got the real nice shirts on and like yeah, he just he, looks yeah. really really nicely dressed. dressed to the nines he is dressed to the nines yeah weirdly so he's really yeah. anyway that's a random random mm-hmm. thought so he can smell the blood on buffy's hand really do you think that he can smell the blood on buffy's hand <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> i have a friend 
for the rest of the episode, apparently. So then we cut to Balthazar and he has in his possession two watches who he is grilling for answers on the And address. Wesley crumples like a piece of like paper. A piece of paper, like a violet crumble. <laughs> um, I just also, again, just want to call out Giles being so fucking awesome in this episode. He's yep. so cool in comparison to Wesley. Like, Wesley is a great foil for just making Giles, making you realise how far Giles has come as a character since... Seriously. Of yeah. the episodes, of the show, rather. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, like, Giles starts kicking butt. So, you know, um, Angel arrives and um, Buffy arrives and they start all kicking butt. And, like, literally, Giles headbutts a dude whilst his hands are tied behind his back. I'm just saying. He he's looks awesome. super That's cool. All. He's so cool. Yeah. Angel is at his peak when he's coming to save the day, you know? <laughs> yeah. Angel. You know, yeah, yeah. he, he was particularly yeah. cool when he walked Badass, in here. Yeah. I thought that was very cool. It was like there was a there was a vibe of the slow-mo walk in there. I thought, like, yeah, definitely <laughs> great moment. Big great guy. moment. Um, so then they managed to kill all the vamps, and then they managed to kill Balthazar. Mm. Mythbuster yes. fact checked on this, please. So Buffy throws a live electric cord into the bath and fries Balthazar whilst he's holding Angel's head. And when that happens, his hands spring open and Angel is released and thrown away and survives the roasting. Now, my understanding of the way these electric current things work is that basically Balthazar's head, Balthazar's hands would have latched onto Angel's head and Angel would have died too. Am I not correct? Yeah. That was my thought as well. I think that's how it should have gone. Yeah. Also, it didn't even look like the live wire fell in the water. It looked like she kind of cut it elsewhere and then just the the light fell in. Although I guess that's where the socket is. I don't know. It probably would have worked. So then as Balthazar dies, we get these this great moment, um, which I always love when the scary guy is scared of something. Yeah. He's all like, you think I'm bad? When he rises, you'd wish I killed you all. <laughs> yeah, who's he talking about? When he, well, what scene do we cut to next? Was he talking about the mayor? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because the I mayor mean, the has been talking stuff. earlier about, you know, there was a whole, like, dedication day yeah. and, like, it ruining his ascension. And, yeah, now it's 100 days until his ascension. Shit. Yeah, Balthazar conveniently like died, came back to life to say this, and then died again. Right? Did you yeah. think that was yeah. that looked kind of like like you had him all sizzling to death, and then he just he and he seems all fine when he's 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 telling us about who to be afraid of, and then instantly dies again. Yeah, and then he just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great, it's great. Yeah, so weird. Oh, and then so we got the mayor in a pentagram, and then we quoting Latin. Yeah. Mm. Which I looked up yeah. and is apparently quite good Latin. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. He says um, in Latin, "I invoke the power of our mother in the darkness. Keep your curse on your son from all dangers now and forever." Oh, nice. This is a pretty big step up for the mayor. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love his checklist of things to do. I know. Right? Become invisible. It's- Check. Invincible. Sorry. <laughs> invincible, I always do that. Yeah. I know. And then so meet good. with I the actually TTA. Just- <laughs> yes. 
mean, he's just such a juxtaposition of things. I, I love the man. I just stay up. true to that. I love that. Yeah, I love how they're staying true to that part of his personality. It's not like, oh, he's yeah. becoming more deadly. Let's throw away that part of his character. It's no. just that's who he is. Yeah. That is who he is, literally. He is both evil and also really cares about his town. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, just great effect. I remember being hella impressed by this, like, cut in half thing the first time I saw it. Like, can oh you imagine God. seeing that back in the day, Chris, when, like, before there was a lot of special effects, they literally sliced this dude head in half and, like, it knits back together. It was such good, like, yeah. CGI. I, I mean, the, the Terminator day. one we were talking about earlier is, is, like, still holds up to this day. It's so, so impressive. And sure. this, on a TV yeah, right. budget, which probably like a tenth of the money that I was spending yeah. on the other one, I think it's really impressive. Yeah. yeah. Really impressive. Yeah. Especially back then. Woof. Yeah. It's a bit mind-blowing. You definitely have to look so at then- it in the context, though, because yeah. it is hard to look at it and try and force yourself to remember that this used to be yeah. impressive. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. when it stitches back together, his face clearly becomes just, you, you just, you have his frozen face for a few seconds. But, yeah, it, it yeah. was great. Um, so then we get this really intense ending. Yes, we do. I think we kind of missed it. I think we got lost in the, in the name that minor character of it all. Um, Yeah. Pretty fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, when when it happened, because like I already knew that that happened in this episode. Like I knew that's what Bad Girls was about. Um, When it happened, I was like, Chris just watched one of the Slayers murder a human, like a human being. Yes. Like, yeah. What? What yeah. happened for you there? How did you feel about this moment, Chris? Um, it was just like, a, oh, oh, what? Oh, maybe they'll bring him back to life. No, oh, no, no, he's dying. Oh, they're leaving him there. Oh, but that like breaks this rule and that rule, and you really should. Oh, so what's? Uh, like, it was just like a real dirty feeling. Like it just yeah. um, didn't yeah. sit well and at then- all. No, and then of course we cut to the last scene here where Buffy is like, you know, you've killed a man, and Faith's all like, yeah, I don't care, whatever. Watch this episode two days ago, and I've sort of been thinking about this more and more. That's what I'm one of those moments. It kind of stays with you in this weird way, and they even like end. I don't play music Mm. through the credits; it just like ends on silence. Mm. Very, very, uh, you know, good choice. Very powerful. Yeah. Um, I guess like Faith is. You know, she just pushes stuff down. She just suppresses, suppresses, suppresses. And I guess yeah. she's trying to do that with this as well. But um, it's like, what's it all for? Why are we killing vampires if we're just going to be killing people as well? You know? Mm. Uh, sure. you got to think, how did Buffy know so instantly that it, he wasn't a vampire? Because she like, just her instinct. Tries to stop him. I think she saw his face. Like you kind of yeah. see him, you see him be kind of afraid in a way that mm. vampires usually aren't. Mm. He also no, wasn't in it, um, 70s disco clothing. so that, that <clears> He wasn't in 70s disco clothing, which was That's real key. Yeah. But, but, but what it does, I think, is highlight this difference between the way Buffy slays and the way Faith slays. Faith yeah. is literally just like just in the hunt. You know, she goes on a hunt and she's hunting mode, right? Mm. Whereas Buffy, Buffy kills reluctantly. She kills because she has to. Um, she kills to save the world. Whereas mm-hmm. Faith actually, the, the point I think they're trying to make is that there's an element of Faith that loves what she does because mm. she gets to be violent, whereas Buffy is violent because she has to be. That, I think, is the difference between the two characters at this point in the show. Yeah. I think I'll, at this I'll, point I'll, in the show. Yeah, I, I also think that, like, Faith, 
because of her like lack of all other support systems, like Faith has been pushed into this situation where she's really had to like cling to being the slayer as like who she is and mm-hmm. what her purpose is. And not even not in like a greater purpose of she's here to save the world and make it a better place, but like this this like superhero strength and killing bad guys is just all she's good for. Like I think rather than seeing it as a higher purpose, she's seeing it as her purpose is being a weapon and she's just lent into yeah. that because she hasn't had anything else. Like she yeah. doesn't have anything else in her life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she just completely leans yeah. into being a weapon and that's why she has to like it. Yeah. I think she even says that earlier, like if you're not enjoying it, you're doing it wrong. And I think she's had to kind of lean mm-hmm. into making it this kind of like sexy passionate weird killing thing because because if she stopped to think about what her life was about otherwise you know that's that's her repressing it like she hasn't stopped to think about Mm. that it also shows the importance of a watcher you know, like oh, they're, they're yeah. add that responsibility mm. and add that sort of. Yeah. Um... Or even like, or parents, you know, well, like we, we yeah. see that bit where Buffy stops home and her mum again reminds her to be careful. And she, like Faith doesn't yeah. have any reason to be careful, really. She doesn't have any no, she's personal reckless. people in her life that she's protecting. You know, she mm-hmm. has yeah. general innocence, but she, she doesn't have personal people that she's right she doesn't necessarily have the protective streak that Buffy has. So yeah, she's Buffy's reckless. had to so fight Buffy's for the people that she loves. As well as yeah, and, mm-hmm. and so when she's in a fight, she's often keeping an eye for the people that she's caring about and protecting, and she's like keeping an eye out for needing to protect someone in the heat of the battle. Whereas Faith has never done that, never had to do that, and yeah. so she doesn't even think to check before she stakes. You yeah, know? or even think yeah. to check before she jumps in a hole after a, a nest of vamps. I think this again plays into <clears throat> Buffy knowing, kind of knowing this, and wanting to leave Willow out of it because she knows that like it's an environment where Faith's not looking out for those around her. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, true. So yeah, pretty intense ending. Um, actually, not as intense as it was originally planned to be. Uh, trigger warning here for people. Um, I'm about to talk about suicide, so feel free to skip ahead if you don't want to hear about this. Um, but at the end of the episode, when Buffy goes to talk to Faith, she was originally supposed to have discovered that Faith was dead, having hanged herself. Oh and this God. was planned until they decided to further face character on the show. Can you imagine having had to have dealt with that on the show? That's pretty huge stuff. I don't know if they would have handled that as well as they did. Yeah. No. I don't think so. No. I don't think they would have at all. A bit like oh. the way they handled the domestic violence episode. I'm just not sure they would have managed to do it. Yeah, I think they would have had to kind of write everyone getting over it for the necessity of keeping the show going. And it, and it would have been mm. really bad would have been bad yeah, yeah i agree mm. yeah so anyway that's the end of the episode and i'm kind of glad that it ended the way it did rather than the way they planned it because i'm oh, not sure definitely. to watch that that would have taken it in a very different direction yeah um so death count four el, el- eliminati and <laughs> vampires staked by baffy three <laughs> el- eliminati vampires eliminati. Staked by Faith. eliminati eliminati party. alan Bless him, Alan Finch. Alan, by faith. Eliminati vampire. See you, mate. R.I.P. One Eliminati vampire snapped by Balthazar. The vampire nest dusted by Faith, faith and Buffy. Uh, a vampire killed by Giles. Balthazar electrocuted by Buffy, and then wow. Vincent dusted by Mister Trick. Big death, death count. count this episode. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Also, deleted scene that would have been in here. Uh, Buffy says a little more to Faith in the last scene. 
Buffy, I know you think you can handle this and you've gotten used to being on your own. You've got your tough loner act down pretty well. Sorry, Buffy, you're the one who left her on her own. <laughs> yeah. Why did they cut that out? <laughs> I know. That's fine. Also, I just want to update you on the um, Alison Hannigan and Alexis Denisoff thing. Yeah. Um, so Alison actually was immediately attracted to Alexis and asked him out, but he declined saying that he didn't date co-workers at the time. And so then they remained friends for over a year before they started dating. Interesting. They're super cute. Yes, they've been together for yeah. so long, right? Ages, like how long yeah. have they been together? Yeah, they got married in 2003, you guys. Like amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, very impressive so there you go that's the end of the episode um uh, you guys want to try and get some quotes <laughs> i well there's one that came near the end of the episode for me yep. which sort of wrapped yeah. it all together um <clears throat> a trade intriguing <laughs> no wait boring pull off his kneecaps so good <laughs> so good it's a good one <laughs> i did like that part of his personality I did nearly write that one down. Mabel? Um, I'm going to go with a Giles line. Also, yeah. when he's talking to Balthazar, because Balthazar's all like, you know what I want. And Giles is just like, if it's for me to scrub those hard-to-reach areas, I'd like to request you kill me now. Great line. Great line. And I was uh, like, yeah, I'm kind of there. Honestly, every line out of Giles's mouth was amazing this episode. I will also choose a Giles quote. I'm just deciding which one <laughs> I'm going to choose the um, one early on where Wesley um, says to him, you know, you're not making it any easier when um, he decides to just help like to speak to Buffy alone rather than include Wesley and stuff. And Giles just like sips his tea and he's like, I know, I feel just sick about it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it just so really captures where Giles is at in the whole uh, whole Watcher Slayer relationship. Yeah, <laughs> well, the whole dynamic is like, like how how is the Watcher Council expecting this to work? Like, yeah, they don't really have like what what control do they have over Buffy really to make her follow their Watcher? Like, or Giles? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they <laughs> fired Giles. They can't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Chris, what won the episode for you? Man, I'm giving it to Balthazar. I loved it. I knew I you thought would. It was so cool. I thought it was so funny, would. so awesome. I loved it. I loved it That's so much. Awesome. I will say, I think the suit was a little bit overexposed. They kept showing it a bit. So you could kind of, at, at, by the end of it, you could see like where his neck goes and where his like arms started and like, you know. Sure. That but might be an I, HD problem. Yeah, I think maybe. it's an HD problem. It was really good in the oh. original. Yeah. <laughs> loved it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I get like so a lot. Of, there are a lot of things that I, you know, it didn't make it a bad episode, but I didn't love watching a lot of things in this episode. But what I loved every time and wins it for me, Giles, totally. Yes, Giles. just just highlighting how how much better Giles is than Wesley, really, <laughs> and just how good Giles is in general. He was yes. really solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mine is in a similar vein. As I said at the beginning, I nearly gave it. Like right in the first scene with uh, with Wesley, I nearly was like, okay, that's him. He's winning the episode. But yeah. in the end, I decided it wasn't just Wesley. It was it was the interaction, the duo of Wesley and Giles together on screen. Every single scene that the two of them were in was an absolute delight. The playoff <laughs> that they had against each other won the episode for me, hands down. It yeah. was amazing. I loved that's- them both for different, like for what they brought to each other. As as those scenes happened, it was Hell great. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. 
Yeah. Awesome. Right. Chris, tell us where we can find you. Pool Boys Recommend. We're currently on a break, but we're going to be starting up again soon. Check it out. It's pretty funny. Go check it out. Come on. <laughs> Pool Boys Comedy on everywhere. Uh, yeah. And? Oh, yeah, I'll marry you too. <laughs> I will. <laughs> How was your wedding last right? week? Uh, it was great. It went really, really well. Uh, the cops yeah, got called. Nice. It was fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Good. As it should. As every good wedding should end. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and Mabel, where can you find us? Buffy Strayer on all on all the socials. Yeah. Just all the things. All the things. Yeah. Including yeah. on anchor.com where you can send us a voice message. All right. I think uh, that's it. We'll yeah. see you guys next time. Yeah. See you, see you. Bye. Same Buffy Bye. time, same Buffy channel. See <laughs> <laughs> ya. I think finish the sentence there. I think we're good to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sweating my ass off in here. Jesus Christ. It's been quite warm. It is warm. I think I might have frozen again. What happened? Yeah, you definitely did. But yeah, you, you I, I think you finished your sentence. You finished your sentence. Yeah. So I think we're good. Oh, good. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well,